Hey, thanks for joining me um, for this very special edition of my Auckland Graffiti History chats that I've been having. Um, tonight I've got, um, I guess I'm super excited to talk to actually uh, Claude Satini, um, who's the founder of Smooth Crew, aka Smooth Incorpor Incorporated, um, which are, you know, who are the pioneers of the Auckland graffiti scene. Um, so I'm super excited, man, because like I grew up in uh, Morningside, and uh, when we moved to Morningside in 1987, um, although um, there wasn't a lot of like new stuff for theirs, like going up around the area at that time, um, a lot of their earlier stuff was still writing and, and was writing right until the early 90s, like when, once I'd started painting. So uh, it had a really massive, massive impact on me. So I'm really thankful that uh, everyone can join me. Hopefully Claude will join me in a second. Um, I just sent him a message now, so hopefully he'll send me the request in a second so we can get past all of my usual awkward rambling to myself, which I, you know, tend to do at the start of these, these live chats. But, um, yep, hopefully he'll pop up in a second. Yo! Hey! <laughs> Thanks for joining us, man. That's uh, all good, mate. So good. Yeah. yeah, super excited to have this chat, man. It's been a minute. I think the last time we caught up in person was when uh, Addict and I came to your, your work uh, Christmas function and I interviewed you that one time for Back to Basics magazine. Yes. yes. <laughs> you know, I'm going back a bit. Yeah, man. Wow, man, I learned a lot. Um, so, you know, I apologize in advance if I ask some of the same questions that I did that night. So probably um, be good for, for those that aren't familiar some of the younger people and people overseas to learn a bit about your story. Um, so yeah, man, like, um, we'll, we'll cut, we'll cut straight to it. I, I guess, um, I wondered like, so you grew up in central Auckland, whereabouts exactly? Uh, yeah, central Auckland, um, Burnley Terrace, which is about one street along from Eden Park. Yeah. Yeah. Sandingham. But, yeah. Back in those days, man, that was the hood. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, um, you know, our, our street was, you know, it was, it was pretty pretty hard in those days. Bikey <laughs> door and, you know, a couple of street gangs all around the place. But um, in general, it was, um, yeah, Ponsonby, Greyland, Kingsland, yeah. Mount Eden. You know, all of that was, you know, low associa, you know, and yeah. uh, that's where all my mates were. And that's where I did most of my, um, most of my pieces, mm -hmm. purely because, you know, you know, we weren't blessed. We didn't have cars or anything like that. So, you know, we used the transport system or you just walked. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, you'll find that a lot of my, a lot of the stuff we did back then was local because, mm -hmm. you know, carrying cans and boxes and letters and at <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, its limitations. So, yeah, yeah, most, mostly central, man. Yeah. So, I mean, because I, I moved to Morningside, Kings and Morningside, right in the cuffs there, like down the bottom of First Ave. Um, by the school reserve park so um, yeah, my, yeah my parents bought bought their house there in 87 and um there was still a lot of your stuff around the area down on the morning yeah, side station yeah. yeah i mentioned i mentioned earlier the merry christmas smooth i never knew until i saw the calendar many years later that the there'd been the merry christmas in the middle there's just the uh two characters on the pillars they remained right until about 92 or 93 i think and then, and no one sort of graphed over it, or no one, you know, uh, tagged over the those um, characters and the mm. um, 
and the Merry Christmas, I guess, because it was a, had a positive vibe to it, maybe. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. But it was uh, Morningside was Morningside train station, pretty much that whole area. I mean, that was mm. just our practicing ground. That's where we used to just throw up uh, pieces and, and tags and just get a get a use for um, trial all our caps out. You know, mm. Take cans of all different types of aerosol cans and, and <laughs> get, you know, and air fresheners and anything like that, and then trial it on. <laughs> Tips and hey, that works. It's, it's that's a thin thin tip. That's a fat tip. So yeah. way way oh, before, yeah, way before you could order your caps online. Oh, <laughs> way way before that, you know, we didn't have that luxury. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I'm thinking, like, so like most people talk about their first kind of uh, contact with graffiti being um, Star Wars, you know, and when it aired on, on, on TV, like as a documentary, was it earlier for you or was Star Wars like the, the starting point, the flash yeah, point? Star Wars, um, you know, um, you know, Beach Street, the movie mm -hmm. Beach Street, um, Wild Style, all of that, that mm -hmm. era. Um, that was my inspiration, really. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but probably the, the guy really caught my attention was um, Scene. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> but, oh, well. uh, he, he was ahead of the he was mm. he was just way ahead of the game. It was just wow. Loved his work, you know, yes. and definitely inspirational in that respect mm -hmm. with just his style and how he how he worked, it was brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. And you can see that because like um straight away you know, you were very concerned with painting like a whole production. You weren't just focused on letters. It was background, characters, a theme, like everything, an orchestrated kind of production. And that's kind of the thing that put Smooth Crew on the map, I guess. Because when you look at, um, you know, years later, when you look at uh, sub, uh, spray can art when it comes out and you guys are featured in there, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's miles ahead of what a lot of other people and in other international you know, locations outside of New York City, you know, or the United States at that time were doing. But it, but it is very much in that, that kind of um, approach that I guess scene, you know, brought and kind of always doing a little bit extra, you know. Yeah, it was, because um, at the time I was uh, a buddy young artist trying to make it mm. in advertising, you know, and so, you know, that, that sort of, that environment taught me a lot about, you know, planning and, and, um, a theme, having a reason and a story mm. to yeah. whatever you're doing, you know. Mm -hmm. I guess that was one of the reasons why I sort of, you know, um, my brother-in-law, he was very creative, you know, and he was, mm -hmm. he was very, um, you know, he, he, I'd, I'd say that he, he loved his wild style, but mm. um, it just, crew just needed to be put together to be, you know, have structure to it. And that's mm -hmm. where I came into it. And, you know, I yeah. just said to the boys one day, I said, look, you know, I'm, why don't we just do a? Why don't we be a little bit more organised and mm. plan it, yeah, mm. um, scamp it out, work it out, and then go right. We'll go hit it. How many cans we'll need? If we need ladders and all that, and then we will just go out and execute it and, and do it. But you mm. know, it was, you know, spray coat was the only brand you were using back then for your yeah. cans, you know, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So, <laughs> you know? how, I mean, on, how many you know? how many colours in the range? I mean, I think it barely would have been more than twelve colours in not the whole much. range, right? But yeah, exactly. You know, so you 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 had to make do with what little you had, and then then there were some colours that were um, you know not as popular. Mm 
Mm. So, you know, we, we'd have to scour the bloody the petrol stations and the paint shops to find specific because, mm -hmm. um, oh, what was that? What was that sort of a beige, um, it's, a, it's a beige pink colour that, um, yeah. uh, my excuse me, that, that was one particular colour I, I particularly liked, but very hard mm. to get. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, so we, we may do with what it was and it was just trying to combine the colours as best as we could for, you know, certain pieces that we'd do. And then mm. then you start running out because you're limited with 12 colours. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I remember you saying to me, I remember you saying to me and I was really surprised because, you know, I did notice that sometimes you would have like the odd, like different colour to what was in the range. And I think the last time I talked to you, you said that you were, you you sussed onto quite early that there was someone that was doing custom colors that you could uh go and go and get like was it color pack or one of these brands that you could actually get like a color made yeah 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 it was you know that but but if we designed it and scamped it out and got that piece you know we'd set aside a little bit of a budget and say right let's yeah. make sure we've got that color in this amount of cans yeah but we just never we never forwarded that any further because it was um you know, it was, um, I think the last time we did that maybe it was World Destruction piece. Mm -hmm. um, we, um, that was a big piece and, and you know, it was, um, uh, there, there was a lot of planning that went into that. And mm -hmm. I needed a lot of colours and a lot of cans that day. Yeah, uh, yeah. That week, weekend job. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was, you know, mate, I'd love to, I'd love to uh, have the, the um, you know, the uh, variety that, you know, today's graph artists have. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I, mm -hmm. I, I just eat that. I just see what they they can do and the mm -hmm. the rainbow colours I've got and the yeah. the palette you know, of choice and, and the nibs mm. and the, mm. it's just incredible. You know, yeah, yeah. Mad, I, I, you know, I've got mad respect for today's graph artists. It's just wow, blow yeah, down yeah. the water. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's evolved a lot. I mean, it, it must be pretty crazy to kind of to kind of realize how far it's kind of gone because like oh. i mean would you say would you say when you guys started you guys were literally the first organized crew that was like really doing anything in the city yep yep mm. yeah i'd yeah. say that yeah um a lot of um because yeah at the time you know, i was catching the bus in every day into work into the city and you go mm. past all the major stops and you'd mm. say it was you know it was a lot of it was like ad lib stuff guys were just you know obviously looking over their back because it's after hours and mm -hmm. you know they're trying to throw something up as quickly as possible but it was rushed everything was rushed and you could tell just by looking at it mate they just spent a bit more time yeah yeah on those uh you know on, on the planning stages you could actually put out a really good piece mm -hmm. and i think when, when we produced our first first <laughs> uh um uh, piece in newton gully mm -hmm. uh, it was just a straight smooth ink piece um mm -hmm. You know, we, we planned that, walked there, and it was right next to the Western Motorway, and we just banged it up, and then we were like, right, we could do this better, we could do that better. Mm -hmm. So we were always taking notes, and, and I think we could be quicker next time if we did it this way or, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, me would do the outlining, mm -hmm. you know, and then Jason and um, and uh, the and Dave would do the filling. Mm -hmm. And uh, as time went on, uh, we got Simon involved. Mm -hmm. and, uh, that's right yeah and then we got um and then that 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 sort of was the the routine that would follow you know would mm -hmm. i'll draft it up uh, yeah i'll draft it up um 
uh, on paper. I'd discuss it with the Lord, and then I'd say, you do that, I'll do this. Mm -hmm. Then we'd get, you know, outlined with our, our greys and our whites. Mm -hmm. And um, then I'd just tell the boys, right, I want you that colour in there and that colour there and mm -hmm. those lines because, you know, it's, it's a lot of time. Yeah. And so, I'm, um, yeah. I'm interested, like, because you, you mentioned you were already out in the workplace and you were aspiring yeah. to, to work in graphic design. So how, how much older than the other guys were you? Because they were still only 16, 15, 16-year-olds 16 at that time, right? Yeah, mm. 100%. You know, mm. I mean, I'm, I'm, now that I look back at some of the old photos, it's, mm. um, you know, it was, they were, they were young and they, they, they were all keen, really, really yeah. keen. To, yeah, to, like Lua, Lua and Jason, both in particular, like look really, like, tiny little, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> well, I didn't realize how young, you know, when I looked at the photos, you know, we were just kids. I was yeah. just kids. And I was, man, I was young, aspiring artist straight out of um, ATI. You know, yeah. it was um, that, which is me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we were inspired by, you know, the hip hop culture. And, mm. you know, back then, you said, what, what genre do you follow? And you said hip hop. That's say, the hell's that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, this brand, brand new. Uh, yeah, what's graffiti art? I mean, when, when word got out, and I, there was a couple of articles they ran in the Auckland Star about what I do. I mean, yeah. I, I was I was, I was playing um, uh, league at Mount Albert, and um, mm. all the boys at um, all the boys at training were going, "Oh, Claude, hey, you, you're uh, um, you're uh, going around uh, graphing walls and put tagging on buses, oh mate, you're just, you're just breaking them." <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not. I'm actually an artist. And they're like, oh, sure you are. Sure you are. You know, I've got a bit of a grief about it. Because they didn't understand what I was doing. Um, mm. Then when they'd see what I've done, they'd be like, wow, the hell. Mm. Um, we, you're, um, that you're doing this on the side, you know. And it was, um, yeah, yeah. It was, we decided, let's just, we were sick of doing it at three in the morning, three, four in the morning. You know, we got sick yeah. of doing it in the dark, and someone has to run. You know, watch, stay on point to watch our backs, and anyone comes, you dive, and hit the, you know, when the signals yelled, you jump or hide mm -hmm. in the grass or hide behind <laughs> the walls, and you know, we got we got good at, it, but then we got sick of doing it at night. So we thought, why don't we do this during yeah. the day? And mm -hmm. um, Simon decided to go out and go get us some, um, you know, find us some commercial work, mm -hmm. but then. In all honesty, it was a couple of couple of walls we did. Um, we didn't actually get permits. Yeah, we just rolled up. We just rolled up and started. Yeah, know, yeah, um, yeah. No, no council uh, consent. Just started. Yeah, you know, and would um, and we we naturally thought, well, if you're doing it in broad daylight, no one's going to harass you because mm -hmm. I think, oh, I've been commissioned. Oh, they 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 definitely must be. Mm -hmm. um, given the but there were there were a few, a few instances where, mate, we just decided let's go do that wall and yeah, we'd just go. <laughs> and, and, no, and no problems no problem and, you know police cars would pull up and then you, you think hang about we're in, we're in trouble here mm -hmm. police the gold window and he'd go so uh i really like that blue that you're using there and i reckon you could, uh maybe add some red what do you think <laughs> these are cops and i'd go oh why not yeah and i'd listen to them and then they'd just drive off and then more cops would come past because i've obviously told the others yeah and they'd all get out, you know, no cameras back then, but they'd all get out and stand there and just watch. So wow. it was quite cool. That's quite so cool. great. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's, it's yeah. funny because I think about how lax it was when me and my friends were starting and 
similar situations. These kind of uh, a lot of gray areas in Auckland, places that we paint that were a little iffy and they didn't know if we could or couldn't. And, you know, um, but we used to walk down the train tracks with ladders and bags of paint and everything in broad daylight. Sundays, obviously, the trains didn't run. So, you know, it was a free-for-all. And, uh, and <laughs> yeah, you know, like sometimes the cops would turn up and, and uh, you know, you'd find out that they were a fan or whatever and into it, you know, and uh, or knew who you were or whatever already. And it was like kind of kind of wild. Um, That's right. But now it's like, you know, things change pretty quick. And I guess, you know, it's because of the sheer amount of people doing graffiti versus when you guys were doing it. It's like so brand new. They, they don't even have an idea in their head yet, like what, how they yeah. even comprehend what this is, you know. Even even to start out and do it was like pretty. Um, no one, you know, to, to organise to get our crew together, mm -hmm. get the cans, all that. In that time, it just never been done before. Yeah, and yeah. We just let's put stuff up that we like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I like to graph this, and I like that, and I like to send this message. So we just there and had all of Kingsland, all of all along. Um, uh the, the the train route through the inner city and um yeah, yeah we we um it was what we wanted to do yeah up the later commercial pieces i mean they're okay but i sort of enjoyed more the early years mm -hmm. by far yeah yeah is yeah, there much of those... a, a is there much of a photo record of that work out there like because we've all seen a lot of a lot of the photos more like the stuff from the calendar and like some of the commercial walls that you guys have done and yeah. Um, you know, and, and then there's the photos from Gil Hanley that were shot of you guys painting at Morningside um, that were featured in Street Action Aotearoa, which was like, uh, I think, Mark Scott's uh, book that came out about, yeah, 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 and there's, yeah, like, these are the main images we, we know of Smooth, and then, of course, you know, uh, spray can art, but beyond that, I imagine there must be a lot out there that is sitting somewhere that hasn't seen the light of day. Yeah, I did. I did a lot of twenty firsts. Uh, <laughs> a lot of wall. That's my twenty first. Uh, I want to decorate my garage. Can you? Oh, I did. And just come along, and I'll do it. I'll just throw up pieces for them. Mm -hmm. um, and I did a couple of um, jobs for um, uh, some of the people that I worked with within advertising because they knew mm -hmm. my background. So I'd mm -hmm. go around to their, their walls or their studios mm -hmm. um, and there and, you know, I'd just unleash. So it'd be good. <laughs> it yeah. was good. But sadly, I mean, you know, the the context of it was back then, it was like, you know, it was, hey, I'm, it's just, we're young, we're, we're mm -hmm. doing our thing, we enjoy it, we love it. Um, mm -hmm. I never even dreamt that it would be, you know, that, Graffiti art would go on to be, you know, a, a global phenomenon, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, just absolutely um, huge worldwide. And, and it was until that spray can art came out that mm -hmm. just blew me out. That, oh, man. You know, and then to see how <laughs> there is, you know, oh, yeah. oh, shit, we made it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Got in there, you know? <laughs> I mean, it blows Could my not mind. Believe it. It blows my mind to this day, and it's 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 such a um like the pieces really stand on their own, which is so awesome, you know. Like, um, you know, I think I think you know, obviously there were like comparable graffiti around the world by that time, and and you know, in Australia and New Zealand, both had really good scenes. Um, and but we tend to kind of always think of kind of because there were a few waves of graffiti in, in Auckland, 
and you know we kind of had that initial kind of like uh, explosion with you guys kind of coming on the scene and it, it and it was really prolific and you know it got a lot of attention and really permeated its way into pop uh, local pop culture which we'll talk about in a sec um yeah, but then things kind of died out a little bit kind of like towards the late 80s and it kind of moved yeah. more into the just more of a tagging kind of scene rather than a new york subway art kind of inspired thing and then there was another wave of australian writers that then came over or, or mostly maori artists that had gone and lived in australia for a period of their life and then came back and there was like kind of an influx um and it always really intrigued me you know like um that uh it kind of almost got kind of almost treated like a fad by other like that no one tried to kind of carry on from where you guys left off you know what i mean like there wasn't another immediate wave of young guys doing huge productions like what you guys were doing and it's always intrigued me you know and i never knew why that was but i yeah. guess the scene it was just you guys and a handful of others really right yeah it, it blew me away i mean when we we kind of like um drifted apart we all started mm -hmm. doing our own thing and, mm -hmm. and um you're right uh, that period and uh, it sort of died away in the 90s early 90s mm -hmm. um you know um it, no other crew sort of stepped up and evolved it mm -hmm. so this there was this gap for, you know, I think, probably a five, maybe ten years where it was there was nothing happening in the, in the Auckland scene. Or, or yeah. and I was looking around, mm. seeing if anyone is carrying it on. And then yeah. I think, um, and then it started to make a resurgence. You know, uh, when I started spotting some pieces mm. along the the, the train line um, towards out west, and that just mm. blew my mind when I saw some of the skill that was being. You know, to live there probably probably some of your pieces I think to be honest and um and that just it, it gave me confidence that uh, the guys now stepped up and taken it to another level and it was mm. yeah I was, I was so impressed it was really very inspiring seeing that you know um it was it's starting to make it come back but um yeah it was the time it just we all just had other things going on in our lives so the crew sort mm -hmm. of like dropped away and, and then the, sort of the work dried up as far as people wanting to you have graffiti in there for whatever because we were getting work through um you know our advertising agencies mm -hmm. and, um you know they've contracted us for background walls or scenes in a movie i think world destruction was for that movie um queen queen city rights queen street oh, queen right. city rock queen city rockers right right that, that was we were commissioned to do that for that movie Oh, I didn't realize that because because I was was really intrigued by it because the you know it's such a, a a piece from that time because it speaks about the the global events that are going on right then with the the pros, prospect of like nuclear war and tensions of the Cold War and it's just before the fall of the you know the the Berlin Wall and and everything yeah. so you've got the missiles with USA on them and. Speaking yeah. to that, it, it always kind of blew my mind. It was very, very political. Yeah, hundred percent. And what the great thing about it was, because it was a movie, um, yeah, we had creative license on that one. You know, that's and, so and, cool. And the movie was, you know, the movie was about you know chaos, riots. Mm. And, mm. You know, um, one of my pieces, um, um, you know, and, and and that was a that was that graffiti that piece was used as a backdrop. Mm -hmm. And uh, mate, if you ever dig up that movie from I, I can't even I, I've never seen it 
since I did that piece. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Queen City Rockers, and it's in the background there. And, it's, and most of the movie was shot in that, in Fort Street. Yeah. And along there, a lot of the scenes were shot there. So yeah. um, why they put it up, and that's why they let us put that. I mean, you know, obviously, Council never allow that. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but a movie studio would, and they, and they yeah. were like, Man, we want, we want it to say something political. We yeah. want it to, you know. So I was like, mate, I'm all over that. I'm yeah. all over. But, and that's it's why I came up. You now the baby with the fingers on the ears and the, mm. and the missiles, USA and USSR, and you know, and and the the uh, Grim Reaper, mm. all of those elements I, I threw in there because, mate, no one was, you know, cans were supplied, everything scaffolding was supplied. It was. Mm -hmm. like, Graffiti heaven for us, you know. Yeah, yeah. Man, so we, I was. Oh, sorry. Yeah, and, and we were just, you know, so pleased that we could do it, and, and we mm. took our time. That was the other great thing. It was like, yeah. like just just bang it out, and, and uh, you know, if we want a break, let's have a break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, and it lasted for a long time because, um, I mean, probably it was. Maybe not the entire mural, but definitely portions of it were still intact when I had started painting in the early 90s. Because I, I remember always seeing it when we'd go down, we'd head down to like, you know, all of that bottom of town around there was kind of vacant in the early 90s after the 87 stock market crash and everything. You know, Auckland was like a pretty depressed city for, for right. a minute there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It was a terrible area. You know, it was yeah. actually quite dangerous. You know, it was a red yeah. light district was mm -hmm. you know during the day it was okay but there was all these you know a lot of abandoned buildings so you know and that was a car park wall yeah so going in there and then getting approval by um you know a film company to go in there and just knock it up it was just well we couldn't believe it you know and the whole idea of it being in the movie was like yeah that's great you know so you know we we, we went we we didn't realize that we thought it was going to go up and then they were going to um paint over it the next you know the next week or the next month and yeah, yeah every, every week every month we go past it oh it's still there oh it's still there <laughs> like, I'll, you know, I'll paint over it one day and it stayed there for a very long time so i was yeah quite pleased i was quite yeah pleased. man no it's, it's pretty awesome was man one of um, my, uh, my well, sorry one of my shortest pieces was after the queen street riots oh yeah yeah the council had said hey um can we can you guys we, the We've got these, we've got these walls that we're going to set up in Aotea Square. We want, mm. we want to send uh, um, a, a message out to the people to say, you know, it's we've just had the riots. We're trying to calm things, and mm. well, I kind of, I kind of didn't see it that way. And I made, it, I did a piece called Mean City. Yeah, right, right. I was going to ask about that one next. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that one, that one lasted one day. Wow, really? They were they they weren't feeling that one. <laughs> they weren't feeling that one. I mean, obviously the message was it was quite um, uh, strong, you know, and it yeah. was you know anti-establishment. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. You know, cops with with batons, right? Cops with batons, mm -hmm. front and center. Yeah, flames background, and you know that, but that you know the council didn't know that mm. that's what I was doing. Yeah. But no one briefed me. They just said to me, "Look, Claude, go and put a piece up." And that was, and they said, "What's it about?" And and, and Simon says, "Oh, it's, you got to put something up about yeah. the Queen Queen Street riots." So that was the first. <laughs> I had, I was there that night. I was, I was amongst it. So yeah, the first 
out of my head was, mate, all I, all I remember is um, the right police charging me. Mm. So that stuck in my head. So, of course, I'm mm. going to put that <laughs> put that up. But apparently when the council saw it, they were like, take it down, take it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Last so they went over it white paint, went away. But, yeah, fortunately, I think it was Simon got all those photos. Yeah, yeah. We so I was, I was really pleased about that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, because so Simon, Simon was obviously like a real entrepreneurial character, like early on, because yeah. and he was really involved in the music scene because he's an early BFM DJ and um, and obviously oh. kind of involved in promoting parties and things like that. So, yeah. yeah, and so he sort of stepped into the. He was like the bridge because, like, quite a bit of that's what I assume because I see like a lot of the jobs that you guys had done. Most of it seemed to be kind of around the kind of music releases or movie releases and i wondered if that was kind of him who kind of bridged that and kind of was making that yeah, he, business happen yeah yeah he did that and uh yeah he did he did a good enough job he you know, he, he got the boys paid and he got you mm. know he got us paid put our cans and he you know he did the hustle which which was good and you know, yeah we were happy with it, you know and um yeah he got some uh, some pretty cool gigs like you know electric boogaloo on um yeah and the last dragon yeah you know, yeah that, Love that one because it was, mate, do what you want. Yeah. He's your, give us a couple of um, posters of the movie and say, right, you know, you got to do something with that. Yeah. So, I mean, we, you know, and then it was just, you had to, like you say, work with those 12 colors. <laughs> and but the, the, the scale of those walls, though, I mean, they're comparable to like the stuff that we're doing today, which is kind of yeah. rare, you know, like when, when we were coming up, a lot of people were thinking very economically, like in the uh, sort of, mid 90s people were painting very economically with their paint but here's these guys you know a decade earlier painting massive productions on scaffold and um looking at those photos on the on the facebook page you know it kind of blew my mind once again just to kind of just see the the scale and the ambition of what you guys were doing so early well there was there was certainly no um osh regulations we just uh, winged it you know we'd be yeah, yeah. putting you know, one ladder and one guy holding at the end there and then we've overextended it and you're hanging there you know, and so easy there, there, deadly. Yeah, and there is we, a good, there's a photo of Lua like holding the ladder. You know, yeah. you're up on the top of the ladder and he's sort of holding the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we just um, winged it, mate. It was, you know, we just <laughs> worked what we got, get it done, you know, and hanging off the sides of buildings. I mean, geez, you'd never do it today. Mm -hmm, you never mm -hmm. do it today, but it was just that's how it was back then. And yeah. the ones, the one I have to laugh at is was um, Pacific Cinema and the Kingsland Picture Theatre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was hilarious because mate, we were we were like right next to the power power um, power lines, mm. and going right in amongst the the main trunk of the of the of the power line into the Kingsland Theatre. And here's yeah. us, you know, spraying around it, and you know, within inches of of being electrocuted and and at the time it was like everybody just don't touch those wires <laughs> whole crew over there up on the up, up, up on the um roof of the kingsland theater and wow honestly you'd get you'd get smashed if you tried to do that today it oh was... yeah 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 that'd, that'd be a, like a, a twenty thousand dollar fine probably if they saw you doing that like if yeah. you were on a lift you know like yeah <laughs> oh I, there's i've got a photo in, in one of my uh, my mum's got them. My mum and my mum's actually got all my photos. She, yeah, she took them all. So one day I'll find them all again. Or I might yeah. be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a photo of I think Simon's got Lewis on Simon's shoulders. Yeah. 
Simon is, and he's like, he's Lewis inches away from the power lines. Mm -hmm. And he's spraying on the wall. And I'm just looking at that photo, having a bit of a chuckle, going, oh my God, that was <laughs> pretty dumb. You yeah. know, no crazy, crazy times. But, you know, we got the job done and it was, mm. yeah, everyone was happy. And, you know, and then we started like building up a portfolio, which mm -hmm. I really didn't realize how, um, you know, what we were doing then was going to be the, the, you know, the, the catalyst for everyone else to take it to the next level, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and then when I put it to bed, I was, for me, it was like, well, that I've closed that book, you know, I've, mm -hmm. I'm moving on. Yeah. Um, years would go by and then occasionally I'd get some friends would go, hey, my, my son was at school today and he mm -hmm. came home and he said, you were in a book in the library. Yeah. 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 And it'd be the street, street action up to it. Oh, book. probably. Yeah. 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 I'll go. What book's that? And they go, Street Aotearoa. And I'm like, oh, mate. And then, yeah, I'd, I'd have a bit of a chuckle and I'd say, when were you, since when were you a graffiti artist? Go, yeah, oh, yeah. Many moons ago, many moons ago. But um, yeah, and it's, it was, then I started realizing, oh, well, we, we actually did quite a few things, quite a, quite mm. a lot of stuff that, you know, inspired a lot of people, which yeah. you know, warms my heart, you know, I'll be honest. It's, mm. Something I didn't realise that would be, you know, my, my daughters, they um, both didn't really know what I did yeah, yeah. back then. And, and they started finding these photos in the, in the uh, <laughs> album and then they found the, the, that 1986 calendar. Yeah. And that just, that blew their minds. They just I mean, went, the, calendar, the calendar's awesome. I remember, because, uh, you know, they're really hard to, to come by, obviously, these days. But they're around, you know, occasionally. They're around. Yeah, occasionally you come across one. Uh, Tank, you know, Tank had, had one. Icon had one, you know, and I was just like, the first time I seen it, I was just like blown away. I was like, where the, you know, what the, because there were so many photos that I hadn't seen, you know, like prior to that, yeah. you know. And every time I stumble over a new new bunch of photos, I'm just like, oh, man, because I, I see something totally different. I didn't even know it happened, you know. The ones yeah. that I saw, you know, in the flesh, you know, were very, um you know, they were very important. They were very significant for me, you know, and, and, you know, that I went to Mount Albert Primary, you know, and so I used to walk down the Morningside tracks because it was a shortcut yep. to yep. school, down you the know. Yeah, that's on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so we walked that way and, and I was very impressionable, you know, and so, you know, it made a big impact on me. Coming from, I had lived prior in Palmston North and uh, there wasn't like a lot of graffiti down yeah. there yet, you know, and, Came, came to Auckland, was living in Greyland for a minute, and then we moved to, to Morningside. And, um, yeah, just like, it, was, it was everywhere, you know. And there were a few other people that were active, like Fly was another guy that was from around the neighbourhood too. He lived on, uh, I think he was from, like, Royal Terrace. Yeah, so just a couple of streets over from you. And he, yeah, he, yeah. Had, he had a few pieces that were up for a long time. The yeah. one on the, at the Morningside shops, I think, was there for 20-odd 20, 20 oh, years before I got buffed. <laughs> as well mm. they stood the time and you know it, uh, it was stayed there a hell of a long time and um yeah no, i loved I, I loved him getting out there because he was like a one-man crew yeah yeah <laughs> like, what are you doing <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. you could do this much easier if you had a crew yeah you yeah. Better, you know, and, <laughs> um, yeah we still say how does he do it you know he mm. goes out there on his and um yeah the, 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 i started seeing other crews um, and I think there was a crew from Wellington that started as well, mm -hmm. but um, uh, one guy that stood out for me, he only did one piece. Uh, yeah. he, he went up north, um, Aaron. Um, 
He did the the Mickey Mouse. Um, yeah, the freeze piece. Freeze, mate, freeze, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that was killer. Was, that was killer. Mm. That just, yeah, but that's that's next level. And yeah, he yeah. made break out as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He made the, um, yeah, but you know, he never went on and produced any more stuff. I didn't really see anything else from him. But so crazy, that, huh? That was excellent back then. That was really, really good. You, you know, know and, um, I learned a bit about how those pieces ended up in the book. I don't know if you know the story at all, but because um, I met Jim Prigoff a few times over the years, he came out to, to New Zealand um, and gave a, an artist talk uh, back in 2000, and uh, I'd say it was 2002. And yep. um, um, and I said, did did you or Henry Chalfant come out here? Is that how those those photos came to be? And he was like, you know, the New Zealand and Australian photos come from a friend of Jim Prigoff's who was traveling around the world and knew that they would love the photos, knew that Jim would love them. And so he took a bunch of photos and then sent them to Jim. And then Jim was like, oh, my God. I just got an amber alert on my phone. <laughs> it's a it's a thing over here. Like when an elderly person goes missing or someone gets kidnapped, everyone gets these crazy alerts on their phone. Um, strange world. Oh yeah, man. No, honestly, that's just the beginning of how strange this country is. But anyway, yeah. Um, the, yeah. Um, uh, so he and then they ended up publishing them. So um, that's that's super awesome. You know what I mean? It was like a real like just kind of. It kind of a fluke, you know, almost wouldn't have happened if this guy hadn't just stumbled over these and happened to know this guy who was one of the few wow. documentarians out there at the time. So, yeah, yeah. I was impressed with the variety and, and the nations that had mm. graph up there and, and people were doing what we were doing. And that, yeah. that uh, pumped us up because it was yeah. like, wow, no, we're, not, we're not lone wolf McQuaid out here, you know. It was, um, <laughs> yeah. it was a and and yeah, you know, the, I think French, damn, they were just oh, next level. Yeah, yeah, eh. yeah, yeah. The Cro-Mangels, eh. that that kind of that little connect there between with Mode and and Bando, you know, that's Those, just, yeah, like yeah, just And I was just like, mate, that's that's goals. Those guys yeah. are just killing yeah. it. Yeah, that was like yeah. I think the benchmark for a long, long time. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, man. yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. <laughs> like insanely like and all of them mm. just like, how good are these guys, you know, and yeah. to, to actually get there. And at the time when we, you know, when, when it first came out, Spraycan Art, it was like, oh, it's a, yeah, yeah good, good on you boys, lads, hey, guess what, we're in Spraycan Art. Yeah. It was, as the years went, it became like the Bible of freaking yeah. graffiti art. And, yeah. Mate, you, you know, if you're in there and you've got a mention, it's like, mate, you know, you've got all, we used to have the saying back in the, when we used to put pieces up, you know, we'll say, maybe we'll go all city in this one, which, you know, yeah. I mean, the whole city's going to know, know about this piece. Yeah, yeah. But that was going all, you know, all global. That's going yeah. next level. And, and we didn't really... pre-internet, too. What's that? And it's pre-internet, too. Yeah, yeah that was so pre-internet. So it's very significant, you know? Yeah, I mean, we... And, you know, the, what saddens is there's a lot of stuff that I wish, you know, I had a camera... And, and mm. I could have recorded it. The, the 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 time when Mark Scott came out with us and he spent a couple of I think it was a couple of weeks with us. He'd yeah. come out and just and hang with us, you know. Mm. Um um you know in hindsight now I wish he'd um shot it in colour. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, you know I think you know, I 
I think the photos may be the originals may be in color, but they didn't print them in color. And uh, the the photographer was Gil Hanley, who's obviously a really well known photographer from the area. I've spoken to her. She she believes she still has the negative. So let's let's oh, work what? on tracking those down because you may find that there are some color versions Damn. of those out there. That blow my mind if she could get that because mm -hmm. uh, we accept it. Oh, it's only black and white. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But when you when you think about the irony of graffiti art, yeah, you know, yeah, all about color, yeah, you know, and being spectacular and mm. and yes, I shouldn't in mono, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> monotone. Oh well, it is what it is, lads, and yeah, you know, yeah. just the fact that he was documenting history. Mm -hmm. And you and, did the you did the illustration for the the back cover as well, right? Like the and the logo yeah, for the for the yeah. book as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. They asked me to do that, and uh, oh, mate, I cringe now when I look at it, and I think, far out. But at the time, what inspiration? <laughs> yeah. You know, it was like, yeah, just what's out of your head, put yeah. it down there, Absolutely. and you, you just had to send a, a, a you know, that's that's how we um how we saw it back then, mm -hmm. you know, and it was um you know it was, it was um something never, no one had ever seen before, you know, wild style, you know, when you when you'd um you know graph up a, a, an image on a, on on a, on paper and people look at it and go, what the hell's that? <laughs> and you look at the wall and they say, what does it sound? Say, it says smooth ink. And I'd go, yeah. where's the smooth? <laughs> like, look closely, you know. And then you, they, you'd start putting that up and they'd be like, they, had, they, they were so out of touch with what we were doing, you know, mm. mid to late 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like you say. It was, it was now that I think about it, it was very pioneering times. Yeah, and um, you know, it was a lot of it was hit and miss. You know, mm. how did how Let's, did um? Because you end up doing the animated logo for the opening graphics of what now, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah just to just to explain to people that haven't grown up in New Zealand, what now is like a very long running. Uh, children's TV shows on Saturday mornings and um, for people my age who were literally growing up watching that and they had an animated graffiti logo at the at the start yeah. you know that see that's another way my brain got infected with this art you know it's like it, it seeped its way into into popular culture and there was like a super mainstream kind of opportunity you know because that's like what every kid watched in the morning on, on Saturday mornings yeah well I mean it was yeah it was the hip thing at the time and it was mm. and it was First time we're working in that medium as well, mm -hmm. so a lot of uh, you know, art directors and uh, I'd give them scamps and they'd have to digitise mm -hmm. it. And, you mm -hmm. know, back then it was digitise something that's yeah. major, you know. We did not this is something out of Star Wars, but you know, obviously today with all the soft apps and the yeah soft programs we have, I mean, yeah, back then it was just mind boggling. So yeah, it was yeah. my my hand drawings mm. to what they were doing and getting them to work digitally mm. yeah. with what they had technology they had then uh, that was that was challenging but i enjoyed that yeah because, man, i was since sliced bread i was so excited about it because it was like oh, well i've never seen this before you know and yeah and it was very cool i mean look at it to, look at us today we've just got so many tools to work with now mm -hmm. speaking know, of which that, well, speaking yep. of which, so, I mean, um, so I became aware that you were like a really established graphic designer and, 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 you know, like a senior graphic designer in a lot of like advertising agencies. 
from when I started interviewing for graphic design jobs fresh out of high school. And people would say, oh, you know, there used to be a guy that worked here, you know, recently. He was actually our senior designer, Claude, and he was in Smooth Crew. Like, people would, would bust that on me all the time when I'd show my folio and everything was so graffiti influenced and everything. And people would, would name drop you all the time. And I felt like oh, I was, for a couple of years, following you around just missing you at different agencies where you <laughs> you had worked. <laughs> well, no. so, well, that's, what, that's actually how I got my job. That's how mm. I got one of my jobs. I uh, um, One of my graphic design jobs was when I was first starting out was mm. um, I was doing a piece before the um, Aotea um, Square was built. Mm. And that was just a big hole in the ground. Yeah, and they, yeah. wanted, they wanted a piece done. And when I was doing that piece... Mm. Um, creative director from this advertising agency, Warden Mitchell, mm. happened to be walking past and just said, stopped and watched, and I'm graphing away. Mm. She goes, um, how long have you been doing this? And just chat started and small chit-chat. Mm -hmm. And then said, um, and at the time I was still at, um, at um, design school at um, ATI, Institute back then. Yeah. And um, she goes, Oh, um, do you work in advertising? I said, No, nah, no, nah, I'm just a student. I just, I do this because, you know, I, I love it. And she, then the conversation ended up being, Do you want a job? Wow. And yeah, I was like, Oh, yeah. She gave, gives me her card. I thought nothing. I gave her a call the next day, went in for an interview, got the job straight away. Boom. Wow. And, and that first break into, into advertising. Wow. And that was. That was through uh, my street art. Wow. That was attributed to me standing there on oh, a ladder, wow. on a graph, and she, she just happened to stop and was just watched, and then she's just said, oh, do you want a job? Yeah. And um, I, I took the job, and that, that was started as a junior artist mm -hmm. back then, and, and uh, never looked back. Never wow. Looked back. Um, that was, yeah, it was great. And so for years, that always get me to do all the special projects, you know, mm -hmm. old, um, mm -hmm. anything to do with you know, street art, and mm -hmm. these different types of typography, you know, change the typography. Yep. Because, yep. you know, uh, you know, you, you got certain types of typography and it wasn't, typography back then wasn't as uh, expanded as it is now in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You still had your, your Times Roman and your Helveticas and, and, mm. and all your, you know, your, um, your campaigns or the theme, you know, the, the type, the type, the type face they used was very conservative. Mm. Mm -hmm. But every mm -hmm. time a project came along, it required, mate, we're going to have to step out the square on this one. And you didn't have the luxury of going on to, you know, defont, the dot com. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you had to create the font. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know wow. what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. It was a lot of that. I enjoyed doing that. Yep. So an offshoot, yeah. an offshoot to um, my my graph days when yeah. I went into advertising was they were pitting me up for coming up with um, you know um, logos with you know, graffiti style look and feel to it mm -hmm. because it didn't exist. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then now you see it now. It's just wow. It's yeah, yeah. There's thousands of fonts. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, Early eighties was that was just revolutionary stuff. That was yeah. no one's done it. And you've had you know, a, so. you've had a really enduring um, career, obviously in graphic design, like all the way to like eventually starting your own firm and and, and doing all that. So 
but you've you've yep. um you know what's what's some of the highlights for you kind of like over the years um uh i the biggest buzz i always got out of um uh, in advertising was um you know meeting budget mm. <laughs> yeah the meeting budget and exceeding the return on investment with mm. what the brief was and always coming up and I, and I I always took upon a challenge to work within a brief but you know there's there's a lot of messages that will come out of whatever campaign I worked on mm-hmm. uh, and I'd like to um, you know make sure that my spin was in there and I always mm. and I know where you did it as well but I would always make a deliberate I know uh, an obvious error in mm. the, my first pitch to the client. Mm. So that they'd spot the error mm. and then I'd go, clever, clever. <laughs> they instantly think, hey, that's yeah. my idea. And yeah. I go, you know what? If it wasn't for you spotting that, we wouldn't be in this direction. And I, you know, I, wanted, I wanted it to go in this direction. Mm. So I'd always take that, that obvious... Um, uh, um, um, pro- um, issue, so that yeah. spot it. Say you know, you know, you do realise that it should have been this and should have been that, and you go, you know what? Actually, that's a great idea. I never thought of that. <laughs> they yeah. fully invest in it now, and now they will follow and do everything that you are trying to get across, and mm. it's much easier to get it across. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I love doing that. I love doing that, and mm. um, you know, I worked on. I did a um, a car commercial with graffiti in the background. Mira, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did did the um, uh, graffiti um, pieces behind the car, and, and, the, and it, you'd cringe today if you saw it. But it was um, I think it was a Hyundai or a Toyota. Mira was the brand. Yeah, yeah. A wall graffitied up in the background with mm-hmm. yeah. You know, on the street anyway that was that was uh something that uh that was um interesting i mm. found interesting yeah um but you know it it it's it, um and it, during my years in advertising that's when i noticed the likes of the progression of you guys your generation and i could see the influences coming through and it was great because you know it's, it's that next generational thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was going to the next phase Mm. So I was picking up on a lot of that stuff that you guys were producing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we a lot of the stuff that we produced, you know, in, in our game, you know, and you guys were, you guys had honestly taken it to a, taken it to a next level, you know. And... Well, we, well, I took it, I took it pretty seriously, like at a point where I kind of realized that you guys were from the same area as me and like, um, and there hadn't really been that many people to come out and really be ambitious and, and paint big since you know like uh for myself uh shape from rtr crew he's another guy that grew up right by eden park there like we were from all around there and um and we felt a certain kind of pride you know about about um being from there and knowing that there was such a lineage you know a history you know and i i put that on my shoulders i was like you know this is i want to carry this you know if i'm if i'm the guy or we're the guys that are coming up around here you know then then you know we know we're kind of coming in the footsteps of, you know, behind you guys and, and your footsteps. And, and um, that meant something, you know, and those neighborhoods mean something, you know, because it's, it's really where the, 
first pieces were really happening in the city, you know. Yeah. Vienna City, and that's, I, I felt at the time, that's where most of the, the good pieces were. You know, mm. there was a lot of, a lot of started, people started putting up pieces because the standard lifted. People were saying, mm. Shit, these guys are taking their time mm. and they're planning, really they're planning it. So then mm. you know, the other crews were starting to, right, let's do some pieces that are, mm. you know, executed like well and, and, mm. and they were up and they were major productions and, you know, it, it was a good thing. I thought, yeah, that's, hey, adds well, more color to the city, yeah, you know, and different styles, yeah, you know. Well, a lot of a lot of the a lot of the walls that me and my friends came up painting, like uh, through the late nineties and early two thousands, were the very same walls that you guys were painting. You know, once wow. your once your pieces had finally, you know, succumbed to the elements or being painted out by the by the city or someone just did something shit over the top of it or whatever, like after most of them had been there for, you know, well over a decade, you know, we were just like, all right, you know, it's time to time to come in and take those walls back so we don't lose them, you know, and, and to maintain them, you know. And so, yeah, that's that, that was kind of like what we did. If you, you know, the two main walls at the Morningside Station yep. that, I, that I used to paint frequently with my friends are the same two walls. There's photos of you guys painting in the street action up there at all, you know. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, those walls are famous. I mean, I was actually I was over, I was at there last week, and we had to walk past Morningside um, train station. And mm-hmm. Look, I still see those walls over there. Uh, yeah, been blanked over again. And, yeah, but, uh, I mean that was that was like the the, the holy grail of, of graph art at one stage. It was that's mm-hmm. where we all went and started. Yeah, and then it sort of broke along that that track west yeah. and into the city. Yeah, that's right. A lot of good pieces went on along there. We we then worked on a lot of couple of walls in and around um, Eden Terrace or around there mm. down the bottom there. Yeah, flyovers. Yep. We hit that in as well, and um, yeah, and it was anything within the city. That's where yeah we we um, had most of our work. Um, yeah. You know, and we never really ventured anywhere south. You know, we mm. or uh, or even out west. You know, we stayed. Yeah. You know, True, true to the city central area, so it was, yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty yeah. it's pretty remarkable, you know, in a lot of ways, like um, to think about how much the city has changed, you know, like uh, from what it was. And you mentioned right at the start, you know, it was a totally different energy. You know, I I got to catch the kind of tail end of that, and obviously, you know, in the early nineties, it started to gentrify pretty fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it's quite. Yes. It's, it's quite um, hard for a lot of younger generation to even uh, believe me when I say that, that that was the hood, you know, tell them Ponsonby was the hood is just like a hard, really hard thing to swallow, you know. <laughs> Ponsonby Road, mate, that was dangerous. Yeah. Was <laughs> very dangerous. Uh, You've got to be brave to go then down there at nine o'clock at night and you know, it's at <laughs> nine till nine in the morning and stay out of there. Yeah. You know, but, you know, and it was, it was interesting when we do pieces in the city, um, we got we didn't get any shit from anybody, mm. you know. Yes, maybe it was because you're doing something creative. Mm-hmm. Crews would come past, and you think, "Oh, here we go, we're gonna have trouble here," mm-hmm. and they'd just watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't chat. Ask if they were, we wanted a hand. No, no, we're mm. all good. They'd move on. You yeah. know, and it was we actually felt safer. Mm-hmm. You know, when they saw what we were doing. You know, yeah, and, yeah. Well, it's just covered in tags and it's just a fucking mess and people people just not you know, they don't care. So yeah. we'd go over 
clean it all up and just put a huge piece over the mm-hmm. um, the wall, and and then it would stay like that, and no one would tag over it, no one would touch it, mm-hmm. you know, for a long time. And then, yeah, obviously over time, people start coming in and yeah, bits of paper. but um, yeah, for a while there was it was really good. And, yeah, and, um, yeah, The inner city was the place that to um, throw up um, some good pieces, and then mm-hmm. yeah. As as we got better and better, then that's when we we switched to daylight. You know, we were like, mm. no, nah, let's, you know, what we're doing, and, and nobody. I, I'm telling you now, I, I never got any um, any um, aggro or any um, any Karens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nobody. There was no. They just they just leave us alone, and wow. if anything, people watch and yeah, say. Yeah. You know, um, ask questions, and that was it. And if anything, they were annoying because they'd stop us all the time. You know, you're trying yeah. to get the piece done. Mm-hmm. Oh, can I have a? Maybe you should do this. Or oh god, no, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves to try and try and create vicariously through an artist, right? They're all, they're all the, everyone's a creative, you know, as long as they don't have to physically do the work, you know. <laughs> yeah, I still uh, got a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially you've obviously. Yeah. I, I think another real fascinating, um, you know, kind of link for, for Smooth Crew is the link between obviously the Megazoids and Smooth being that Dave, uh, Lua and Jason were members of the Megazoids, which uh, for people that don't know, is a very famous breakdancing crew from that era, along with um, Junior Sartelli, who grew up straight across, I grew up straight across the road from him because he's a bit older than me, obviously. But, um, yeah, yeah, down the bottom of first Ave, so... Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's really amazing because there's some absolutely golden photos of the boys in their, in their outfits, you know. And, oh, you know, yeah. that, 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 that started because the Megazords were, were – and breakdancing was huge then. Mm. And um, so they spent a lot of time at our place, mm. you know, practicing and, you know, and at the time, I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm going to ATI doing a graphic design course. Mm-hmm. So, so they're, they're in our front room of our villa in Ponson and Burnley Terrace. Yeah, you know, and we've, I, I used to practice on my bedroom wall. My mum mm-hmm. gave up on me. Yeah, spraying all over the walls. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, that just became the hub for the Megazords to just hang hang around. And mm. then one Christmas, the, I actually remember the, the night there was one Christmas. We're all sort of sitting there listening to this massive boombox, mm. uh, one of those electro albums, mm. and. Um, we decided to go out and do a piece at about, right. you know, we all decided, hey, let's get into a piece. And then that's yeah. when it started. And they said, well, what do we do? And then I said, I'll tell you what, I'll draw something out. And then that's, mm. I think that was the night that we ended up going out to, um, I went to Kingsland, went to Kingsland. Mm. Um, and we started to, uh, we did some pieces out there, but that, I, I remember that night. It was yeah. the Megas in between practice and sit lounging around and we just, and then, I was scribbling away and they said, let's go do a piece. And that's how they kind of created the crew. Wow. Wow. And then Simon came in because Simon was like the manager of Megazords. Yeah. Right. Okay. (laughs) There you go. And then, and these guys were the, um, these guys were just doing this art stuff on the side with me. Yeah. Yeah. And it was nothing official. We were just hanging out. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. And then that's how it evolved. Wow. It was originally me and the Megazords. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't a Megazord because I couldn't break dance to save myself. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but you know, I, I could certainly do 
graffiti out. And I think the first commission job he gave us was the Monster Sound um, piece. That was our very mm -hmm. first one. I think one of the paper and everything, because no one had mm -hmm. seen anything like it. Um, yeah. And that's so our favorite white building that's there yep. today. It was building uh, that was there. It's all been ripped mm -hmm. down now. Yeah. Uh, it was on, on Federal Street. Anyway, yeah, it was. Mm. That was our probably first ever commissioned piece, Monster yeah. Sale. And the photo is um, the photo of you standing there with the can, and then Jason and Lua both practicing their dancing on the some kind of concrete structure. Yeah. They, were, they were toilets. Oh, the they toilets. were toilets. <laughs> they were uh, toilets. No, uh, they were, that, you know that was all ripped out. You know, yeah. and the building uh, because the building was um, being demolished, they said, "Right, mm. go out there." And, and um, do you do your business, and we really enjoyed that. That was like, man, that was fun, and then it just blossomed from there. Yeah. And um, that's what that's how all the commercial pieces we got commissioned for that because mm -hmm. you know people saw that went in the paper, and you know, mm -hmm. and then I think after that we did Electric Boogaloo. Mm. Wow, Damn, one yeah. thing just led to the next. Um, yeah. It's crazy because I I met Lua the first time in 1998. I think he had returned from. Was he living in Canada for a while? He'd come Montreal. back from yeah, he was in Montreal. He had come back from living overseas, and uh, he was uh, he walked in. He was super slick. He was wearing like a uh, like a Top Gun kind of bomber jacket. His hair was all slick and everything. And he he came in and he did. I was working in a graffiti shop. Um, it was like the first kind of graffiti store, was, um, which is a whole different story. But anyway. I used to work there like after school and um, I was there and I was like, who is this guy, you know? And he was like real quiet and he was kind of walking around the store, checking everything out. And then he was like, oh, you know, you got a book. And I was like, yeah. And he did like a smooth and, and like a tag in the book. And I was like, oh, like, who are you? And then, <laughs> that's sad. Uh, I met him. Yeah, yeah. And then like, um, you know, got to know him uh, over the years and hang out with him a bit. So I did get little bits of stories and things from him, you know, like, um, and yeah. then, Finally, getting to talk to you like more in depth has, has kind of put all the pieces of the puzzles together and starting to get a little bit more of a clearer picture of how this all all happened. You know, yeah, he just he was um yeah he was um like I said he was he was very creative, yeah. um and he just needed some direction on mm -hmm. how to mm -hmm. how to put a piece together. Right, right, you know, yeah, so yeah. He brought some really good stuff, you know, but yeah. it was working out putting it from taking it from paper to yeah. To the wall. Yeah. You know, that was that was the next step. But but well he actually did a couple of pieces with Simon on his own. Like he did the mm. farmers uh parade. Yeah. Christmas parade. Mm -hmm. He did all that. Um that was his gig. Um yeah. and a couple of cafes in town yep. on his own. Um mm -hmm. and um I think uh at the time I did the the nightclub the brat. Yep. And playground. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, asylum, mm. three uh, nightclubs back then that were um, probably the only clubs that played hip hop, mm -hmm. you know. And um, so they commissioned me to do that through Peter Ehrlich. Yep, uh, did a piece for them, um, and then you know as payment, I said just give me VIP man and happy days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, got the, got the VIP and. Yeah, and you go in the club and there's all my shit all over the wall. So it was it was quite cool. It was yeah. a good time. Free drink or not? Yeah, <laughs> free drink. Right. Loved it. Well, now it's you're young, you know. You just want yeah. to go out there and, you know, and when they ask how much do you want, I said give me a VIP and 
And um, so, you know, it was nice getting in and not having to dress, you know, because back then there were strict dress codes. I could mm-hmm. go in there with my trailers and my my T-shirt, and that was me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, excellent. <laughs> Great. Yeah. No, unheard, of in, un, unheard of in, in those days. But, you mm. know, that's, that's – it, it gave me – it gave me a lot of opportunities in those days uh, doing what I was doing. That was, you know, it was very new. Um, mm. And, um, yeah, uh, it was a side hustle that I, I really enjoyed, you know, and it was mm-hmm. not realising how, how big it would become, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and how I always thought, oh, yeah, I'm just doing the smooth crew thing, you know, and it'll die out and move on, mm-hmm. close the book. And then as the years, you know, uh, uh, as the years went by and people come and say, this skull was, was um, smooth crew. And I'm like, mm. oh, yeah, yeah. But I thought nothing of it. Mm. But people go, mate, you know, I'd seen your pieces when I was young and I followed you when I was at school and all that. And, mm. you know, and I'd be blown away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's something that, you know, I enjoyed, but I didn't think it would be something that would leave a legacy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For the, like, the, those pioneering days. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, like I said, it was hit and miss, mate, you know, spray yeah. coat can. Yeah, <laughs> with the bloody um, the nozzles. Oh, yeah. Hey. Oh, we run out know, of this. Yeah. You know, you know. It um, it's 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 just kind of interesting to me because you know, like, um, I spent like the last um few years living in New York, and um, yeah. you know, I went I went with Wayne. Um, he took me to paint the the Harlem Hall of Fame a couple of years ago, uh, and um. I finally oh, got that's... to meet, finally got to meet a few, few, you know, older writers, um, people that much like yourself, uh, you know, life kind of took them out of the game for a few years and they pursued, you know, family life and career and stuff like that. But they're kind of coming back to it. Like I met a uh, scheme that, that day, which was oh. a real cool. Yeah. And he's a good I... dude. And, um, and, oh. uh, you know, yeah, and I think I think you know, like it might be time, it might be time to get you get you out when I when I come back home in a couple of months and uh, get you to dust off the old old uh, spray cans and you know exercise cool. the, the trigger finger and, and make a little yeah. bit of a comeback. Well, I'm hoping it's it's the old adage of you know it's like riding a bike. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, hope that, I hope that works. I hope that works. <laughs> Mate, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm taking Rusty to a whole new level, man. <laughs> That'd be cool. You know, I think we've, you know, we've talked we've talked about it over the years. We've tried to make it happen, but I think I think now's the time. We've got to we've got to do something for sure, man. I think it will be great. I've got a lot. Of, like my daughter hit me up to do them a piece for them. You mm-hmm. know, each one of them. So yeah. I've got to, you know, maybe put it on canvas or something. So it's, you know, and I get shit every year about them. You know, they're saying, "Come yeah. on, do something." Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I've got to I've got to put that aside. But um, actually, I saw a question there. Where did yeah. Smooth, smooth crew, the name come from, or smooth mm-hmm. ink. Yeah, um, yep. that was that was. Well, I actually came up with that because it was a mate of mine who who said to me, "What are you? You guys are real smooth at at your work." Uh-huh. And, I thought, <laughs> and I thought smooth, yeah. And then I thought because that was always my goal, no drips. Remember those mm-hmm. days? You know, mm-hmm. you have to spray up too much ink, you get drips, looking terrible. It's got to be smooth. The application mm-hmm. has to be smooth. And then smooth ink being ink, but a play on the word ink. Yeah. INC ink as an in ink from the, the spray can. That's yeah. where it evolved. That's how yeah, it yeah. started. It sort of 
you know, people would say, well, what are you guys doing? Oh, I'm just going to go hang with the Smooth Crew tonight. And they're like, oh, okay. And, you know, and when we'd sign off, it's the Smooth Ink Crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like we it, though. Smooth Ink. And the Ink was a plug Ink as in, you know, Incorporated? Ink like, yeah. And, but we're also an incorporated group of guys, you know. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and the eyes and the and the, the eyes looking at you was was pretty much saying we're watching, mate. We're watching. <laughs> you know? I love it. There's always those, those little <laughs> things that we throw in there. So yeah, um, yeah. That was just the name that we had just evolved. Um, made and said, mate, you guys do some smooth stuff, and I'm going smooth. Yeah, yeah. We, we put ink up really smooth, and like you say, when we when we used to um, when I'd be teaching the boys how to fill, yeah, you know, their biggest issue was um, drips. Mm. Which I, was a pet hate of mine. I was like, mate, yeah, even keep spray even, you know. And on windy days, we weren't doing a piece. You know, when it was windy, no, we're not doing a piece. Why not? Because it's too windy. Yeah, yeah. You know, we used double the amount of cans, and we're just gonna have a shit day at the office. Yeah. So it was like, <laughs> oh god, no, 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 it's gotta go on smooth. But mm -hmm. a lot of the times when the guys started out filling, you know, that that was my biggest gripe. Going yeah. in too close. You you got them too close, and then you know, the bloody drip lines are going down. Yeah, have to clean it up later. Oh, it was, yeah, yeah, it was, it was uh, interesting times. Those, <laughs> well, yeah, but, yeah, and obviously, um, like you know, just another little kind of random bit of bit of hip hop knowledge, but I guess you know, um, your nephews are fire and ice, and um, yes. and they originally wanted to run with the, the name Smooth Incorporated, right, as their production yeah. name. Because if you listen to the Four Corners um, uh, uh, on the download song, I think they say "Smooth Incorporated" at the at the beginning of the track, like as a shout to them because yeah. they produced that. Yeah, yeah they did. <laughs> and uh, cool, my, my nephews, um, they kind of we we introduced them. I mean, they would have been like six or seven mm -hmm. years old. And we used to babysit them at Burnley Terrace. Me and Laura, so of yeah. course, Uncle Uncle Claude, are looking yeah. after our nephews. Well, my my brothers and sisters would go out so mm. you know we got time to corrupt their minds with hip-hop and, and graffiti art and, <laughs> and, and that whole vibe and scene back then and they mm. and i guess maybe in some way they have really good ears and you know they yeah, yeah. today really good shit you know and that and yeah. they're, they're, they're they're right now they're still producing some amazing stuff now you know yeah, and yeah. I think aaron's got on to be a graphic designer in his own right he's a he's an amazing graphic designer i think his stuff's really good yeah, man, he's yeah. he's on fire, you know. And yeah, he's, and he's. And I believe, um, um, I believe the boys are still producing some big stuff now, and and but mm. they're working very closely with P Money, yep. and um, Dave Dallas. Mm -hmm. But um, but they're doing the family thing right now because they've both got kids now, and yeah, yeah. they're doing that. They're going through that um, period in their life. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they um, yeah, they're still creative as fuck you know they're, they're really good they're good and um and a lot of their influences in those early stages was you know oh you're with uncle claude this weekend or tonight and yeah. guess what i'm guess what i'm gonna play you and we'd, we'd yeah. play you know stuff like you know africa bimbata and you know all of that all of that early hip-hop um stuff you know and you know carries one and it's pretty cool and yeah, um, yeah. we and they and we'd always we always used to tell them, yeah, one day this music's gonna go big and yeah, mm -hmm. this whole culture and style's gonna be big and man it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
it's massive. But I never thought in, in my wildest that it would actually get it, it would become this, you know, global. Yeah. yeah. The, a way that yeah. we ever think that would happen. You yeah, know, it's, it was... it's like the the dominant like music. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's, right. it's also it's also kind of like shaped and morphed with all other popular music too, which is, is super amazing. So yeah, yeah, that that's what's got me. It's just you know um, the whole the whole graph scene is a lot, a lot a lot of the stuff I like I see with that you do today. You know, you've evolved from where you started, and it's just mm. incredible to see the the it's just gone. Honestly, I'm just blown away by mm -hmm. uh, the level of sophistication now with, mm -hmm. with what you got doing now. You know, that's mad respect on that one, man, because, wow, it's, you can see its its roots, you know. Mm -hmm. you, can, you can see uh, how, where your your style and you can see the, the – you can almost see the story, subliminal story behind mm. where you started and where you're at at the moment and your influences. Mm -hmm over the years and I like watching that I, I see that a lot and um, it's it's you know, it's really cool man it's just so cool seeing that you know and you know and I, I, I'm hoping that um, the, the graffiti art scene just keeps going and yeah. keeps evolving just you know and I feel I feel very privileged mm. and um, that you know I played a, a little part in that you know and yeah. I was there at the very very beginning and yeah you know and when I see where it is now, it's just, yeah, I'm in awe. I just, wow. Yeah. <laughs> if those nights weren't wasted, you know, when, when, yeah. when I think about it. <laughs> I yeah. spent you doing, what are you doing, Claude? Oh, hanging around spraying walls, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, it was, um, no, it was, it was, it was, um, it would lead on to um, bigger things, you know? That's how I got my job. And you I know, think and that's I, a really amazing story, man, because, I mean, obviously, you know, you had a certain mindset very young like as you said you're the you're the instigator you know you were the person with a vision you knew how to direct a project yeah. you know you you already had that mindset so i mean you were just um you know you would have been like a a, a duck to water you know once once you got into the into the industry you know oh man would, loved, it, mm. loved it especially with the boys and yeah, they were right into the the hip-hop scene and you know the, mm. the break dancing and it was just mm. being in and amongst that culture was you know, it was very, very. Um, uh, you know, it was for the for its time. It was, mm. mate. You're, we were way ahead of the game. Yeah. You know, that, that was the cool thing I loved about it. it was yeah. it was just so and fresh. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah, and then you see Beach Street, and they just blew us out of the water, and you know, and character Ramon in there, and you go, whoa, pieces like that, and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All of that stuff, you know, and it, it, yeah. it just was so, um, yeah, a small subculture it was, you know, mm -hmm. it was a small subculture only in Auckland, yeah, um, yeah. It, that, and it was, um, yeah, we did, we never thought in our wildest that it would go past that, you know, and mm -hmm. you know, and and um, it would uh, turn into what it is now, so um, yeah, it, those are those are good times, you know, my my mum's still got her photo album she stole all my pictures uh, all my <laughs> photographs yeah she just... want to make want to make sure that they're, they're safe that's why <laughs> yeah i think i actually think she's got that 1986 calendar she does yeah yeah yeah, yeah I'm, I'm she keeps saying she has so uh, wow i must have a rummage through her garage one day but yeah i wouldn't be surprised if she has but she's taken most of my stuff so <laughs> a lot of them are those yeah the old polaroid uh, mm. pictures yeah, Instagram, 
Matic uh, um, cameras back then. No, we didn't have the sophisticated cameras because photography mm-hmm. was so expensive in those days. So mm-hmm. you never mm-hmm. got a special photographer come out yeah. and shooting a piece. Yeah, at least it was the media. Yeah, you know. Yeah, today everyone's got a phone. Everyone's you know you can get some really good quality high res yeah. pics. But mm-hmm. in our days, mate, you just shot what you had and hope yep. that someone. Yeah, you know and. And that's probably the one thing I regret is we didn't think ahead to right, right. Yeah, how, sig- how, signi- how significant that was, you know, and, and yeah, I think I think you know um, I've been I've been working on this project, which is kind of why I've been doing these conversations, having them weekly, um, working on a book um, about mostly about TMD, my crew, but trying to also share a little bit of like the kind of broader context of like how the scene came to be, why. Auckland was such a good incubator, you know, some, why, why certain things happened the way they did, because to a lot of people, it's a bit of a mystery, you know, like uh, for, for people that don't know how to join the dots between what you guys did in the eighties, you know, through to like, you know, um, probably the first New Zealand graffiti artists they kind of became aware of since they, they don't necessarily kind of know um, what it is to be in an isolated country to be in a city, you know, with a large Pacifica population, you know, that, for whom, you know, hip hop culture really resonated so much with, you know, 100%. seeing, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, because I don't know, I mean, they probably, I don't know what people think of New Zealand. I mean, most people just don't even know where it is, to be honest, like they think it's in Europe or, you know, <laughs> you know, or, or, you know, they don't know anything, you know, like, and, you know, whatever, like, we don't always know a lot about other countries either, you know, everybody knows about the United States, you know, we, we can't avoid it, you know. Um, yeah. So, you know, um, we, we, we kind of want to tell these stories and kind of dig, dig a bit of a up, but I think that more long term, I think that there's a um, definitely another book in there, you know, you know, it's a book about the, the whole story, you know, and everything from the beginning and, and all of the subsequent waves, you know, and the kind of the more tag banging kind of influence stuff that I spoke with Fino about last week and all the different eras, you know, and um, yeah, I think that's a long-term project, but man, I, you know, we, we need to start digging up all of these archives and really getting them documented and archived and somewhere safe, you know? Yeah, we have to, um, yeah. When, when now that we've, you know, with a lot of the work that you do now, I think it's important that everything is now archived and historically logged mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, there, you know, there's obviously, there was clearly a beginning and now, you know, there's this journey that's going on now and mm-hmm. and everybody, you know, um, got their spin on it and, and they're mm-hmm. developing, developing their skills yeah. um, from from that. And it's, um, that's what I find quite rewarding. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm quite proud to say that, you know, these guys have all just gone on and just, mate, they've just taken it to the next level. And it's just, mm-hmm. I'm in awe. I'm just in awe of it. Yeah. You, well, I'm glad that we just could be like a, the launching pad and get, get mm-hmm. things moving, you know. And, you know, at the time we were like, whoa, yeah, we're innovative. We're, we're, we, we are it. But, you know, you look back now and you have a bit of a laugh because you think, shit. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know um, had, had we had better tools and all that. But, you know, we, we, yeah. we, we, we we did some really good stuff considering the, the circumstances, oh. resources we had. Yeah, you no, know, no. <laughs> we, we made it. We made it work. We made it work. Yeah. You know, and oh yeah, uh, I think you guys did did more than that. You know what I mean? Like for real, I think you guys did a lot more than just make it work. I think um, 
you guys set a standard, you know, and, 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 you know, I still, I still think that there's a lot of room for our city, what people are doing currently to kind of reach that standard, you know, like, I think like, uh, you know, I talked about it with first um, a couple of chats ago and I sort of said that, you know, I feel like um, with the big buff that happened around the rugby world cup and everything, and it really erased a lot of like, you know, the energy, from our from our city scene and sort of suck the life out of it in a way and people don't really want to put a lot of effort in again they just want to do very quick pieces you know because they weren't really sure if the piece would survive a day or two um and i think that's sad you know like uh, i i think that's something in the ethos that you guys had being big picture players you know thinking about the big picture and painting big and and everything is um you know i think i think we need to keep keep riding that wave you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. um, Benjamin Work just asked, were there any Tongan writers back in the day? Um, I'm not sure. I think Fly might have been. I think Fly, maybe. Yeah, if it was. I think I think he's right with Tongan. I think he's. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. I'm, not sure. I'm not sure, Benjamin. But um, um, back then, Matt, we were all brown, and it was just that. Uh, um, uh, Central Auckland was a melting pot, man. I mean, it was every race, every, you know, and it was just that that was the awesome part about it. And you, it was a real vibe. Mm. And I don't know, I'm just being biased, but I thought it was the safest part of the city, you know, all, all of Central. And if you knew your way around, that is. But it was <laughs> so cool. Mm. You know, to do that stuff now, like when you think about, you know, all the regulations now and the way the city has changed, you're right, Elliot. It's, mm. it's not freedom anymore. You know, mm -hmm. it's, um, you know, everything's quite, you know, structured and, you know, yeah, it's very rare to see some walls just boom, bam, people are throwing up some really nice pieces because, you know, it's, they're just running out. It's yeah, um, yeah. Walls being very hard mm -hmm. to come by now compared to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it was free for all, you know, yeah, it didn't yeah. matter. We put it up, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. yeah. you can say, but, you know, it's, um, it's it's kind of getting a little bit sterile, mm -hmm. you know. Um, you know, I'd sort of like I would like to see something, you know, more of say the, some of the stuff that you're doing. They commission more stuff like that to add mm -hmm. some mm -hmm. color and some vibrancy to the city. Mm. Yeah, Auckland's Auckland's become pretty much one of the hardest cities to work. You know, like uh, as anybody that's kind of kind of evolved into doing more large format kind of work, you know, like multi-story murals and stuff like that. Auckland, there's just so much red tape to get through, you know, and all of the other um, smaller cities and towns around New Zealand are now overtaking Auckland. And I think it's a shame, you know, because to me it's like yeah. they're kind of ignoring the cultural significance of the fact that, you know, Auckland is kind of the birthplace of it for, for our country at least, you know. And yeah. um and yeah, and it's a big big part of our like was a big part of our landscape for a long time and you know, we've, we've produced so many amazing artists, you know, it's it's kind of a shame that they don't get acknowledged like that, you know. No, we don't well, yeah, like I said, our pieces get painted over, you know, it doesn't last yeah. long and they can't sort of yeah. take the whole wall with you and store it in your back back garage, can you? It's mm -hmm. yeah, there yeah. and someone comes along a new owner comes along they just you know your your piece is history mm -hmm. you know and it's gone so you know that that's the you know there's nothing i've got no pieces left in the city that are still around to, to this day they're gone yeah yeah totally gone central yeah. city's completely you know and all i've got yeah. is photographs 
you know, and that's mm. all that's the only thing that I can. And yeah, some of the, most, a lot of them, it's um, yeah, because I don't have the negatives anymore. No high res picks. Wasn't even shot in high res. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, you got to yeah. work with what you got. You know, it's, it's quite yeah. sad. That that yeah. that's well, the downside to it. But yeah. you know, like when you start, it's old grainy photos, and then you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen the, think... the story? You know. I think once again that reiterates the the importance of documentation, you know, and um, and build an archive. I think I think when I get back, uh, I'm actually I'm heading back in three weeks, so I'm in San Jose, California at the moment. Yeah. So I head back in uh, in three weeks with my wife, and we'll be in quarantine for a couple of weeks, of course. And uh, we've got the big TMD show happening at, down at the Dallas Museum uh, wow. down in Lower Hutt. Um, but I'll be around for a while. Um, I think we're going to have to get a whole bunch of us heads together and sit down and. Start, start working out a plan, you know, for like creating an archive. Uh, recently, uh, Jamie McCready, uh, Deep from, from TMD, is uh, one of the main photographers. Um, yes. Yeah, he, he uh, has actually given the entire of his archive, uh, all his negatives to, to the Auckland Library uh, to hold on to, and they scanned everything in high res, and uh, they have wow. the full archive. Uh, you know, like uh, his photos start around 96 or 97. Um, wow. uh, Burst has been working with the Auckland Library to keep the um, the real-time web series, which is his, his uh, web series he does, um, kind of working in conjunction with them to keep that on their archives as well. So they are they are aware that it needs to happen, you know what I mean? And there are people that are you know, uh, interested in in, um, in in preserving that, you know, for 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 history's sake. So yeah, I think we need a kind of like yeah, kind of kind of plot and scheme and come up with something, you know, maybe turn this into something. Maybe maybe there's a also a, another museum show or something in the future, you know, really tell the story, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll make it happen, man. I've got your back on that one. That would yeah, be, man. Done. That'll be very cool. Very cool. Man. Yeah. You know, um, so I, I know I've got I know I've got a lot of um, photos that no one else has seen. So I know mm. I'll have those and I'll keep those in a safekeeping. And I'd like yeah. to know that to someone else and say, mate, take care of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, no doubt. It's uh, some of the stuff that I really um, you know I valued back then, and mm. you know that's why mum that's why my mum's got them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, see, she she had the long term vision there. Yeah. She she saw it. She was like. Because you know what it is when you're young, you move around and you don't really care for stuff. Things get lost, you know. It's just it's just life, you know. <laughs> did, not, did not give it a second thought, you know. And, and <laughs> damn it, damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. You know, oh, I, uh, didn't, yeah. I didn't even have a camera for the first, like, five years I was painting. Like, I mean, right. I'm still pulling together, of, you know, other people's archives and stuff I've done. I mean, and, and I've definitely seen a lot of pieces I wish that, you know, I'd rather forget, but, you know, <laughs> but they're all memories. So. Oh, yeah, don't worry. When I look at that 86 calendar and then I look at some of the photos of some other pieces, I think, I always say to myself, what was I thinking? <laughs> yeah. did, I, did I have a hangover that day or something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Terrible. Yeah. But, <laughs> I and tell everyone else, it was like, oh, amazing. Yeah, great yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. You're like, he's just give myself an uppercut next time I do something like that. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Hey, it's, Terrible. It's, uh, you know what? You know, I, I, I was joking about that with somebody recently, you know, we, we're not afraid to kind of fail in public, you know, that's that's part of 
you learn to be brave being a, an artist that works publicly because you know your every misstep is there for people to see you know it would have yeah. it would have given you an edge once you went into the design world you know yeah well you know going to that so yeah my attitude was always mate we're gonna put a piece up mm. we want well we want a well mm. factor we want people to go fuck man this crew's got their shit going on and you know, and, uh, and and it's a fucking good piece, you know. And mm. so that was my mindset. What would you like to see if you're driving past mm. in a bus? Would you, and we're going past, going into town on, on the train, and your train stops in front of that wall, you want them to go, yeah. damn, I've never seen anything like that in my life. You know, and, mm. and back then, you know, like you said, no one had done, like, murals with spray cans. Yeah, yeah. I think that was, you know, that was just innovative. And it was new and you know, now yeah, now yeah. yeah, but but back then, if you can just appreciate the, the, that time, mm. early 80s, it was very, yeah. you know, um, New York, inner city, New York, very, you know, lots of abandoned buildings, graffiti, mm. central, you know, depressing to be going through, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. Colour up and putting pieces along that line. Mm. Uh, that was, you know, we always felt, man, we, we're, um, you know, we're doing something, we, well, we felt we were doing something really positive. Yeah, you know, yeah. The opposite. We're not breaking the law. We're not breaking mm-hmm. the law. You get yeah. all these, you get all these people hating on us on, you know, talk back and should be arrested, throw away the key oh. and all that. You know, <laughs> uh, those little punks and you know. Well, talk I, talk back. Talk back's always been a sewer. You know, like it's still the same, isn't it? You know. <laughs> still the same. Still the same. Back yeah. then, that was you know, there was no Facebook. There was no social yeah. media. So talk back was that was the that was the, way, the Facebook of the day. Yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. The Facebook of the day. And it was it was engaged to be if you're making an impact or yeah. if it made the papers. Yeah, if you got mm-hmm. the papers, and of course you know graffiti art in the '80s was like that's that's considered street. You're a fucking street kid. You're just a mm-hmm. you know a job. You're a bum, and you're just going around ruining walls. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was put up with that stigma for a while. You know. Yeah. And yeah. I'd always, I'd, I'd get some of my mates, uh, you know, uh, that, I, that I hung with, and I'd be saying, what are you fucking doing that for? Do you want to go to jail? You know? <laughs> Stop, mate. <laughs> oh, God. I love what I do. And they say, well, well, you know, going around at night, spraying up walls. Yeah. You know, they, just, that was, they just thought that was so anti-establishment, you know? And I'm like, mm-hmm. no. But you couldn't, you know, they had their heads, you know, in the sand. They didn't know what we were doing. I had yeah, no idea. Yeah. I couldn't even explain. A, there's always been a strange kind of conservatism to New Zealand Isn't, culture, too. You know, especially graffiti. Mm. It's it's like almost like they say, "Oh, that's not us." Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I, I, something that you paint on a mural and you know, paint on a square bit of canvas and you mm. put up in, a, in an art gallery. But that that's yeah, us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it was then. That was that was yeah. the, the mindset then. You know. Mm-hmm. There was just no such thing as graffiti art, you know. To even yeah. think about creating art on a public in a public space was that that's criminal. It's like you're breaking yeah, the law. Yeah. You're going to jail, yeah. <laughs> you know. And then I I, I kind of realized that for a while there, the media was like liking what we were doing because we were mm-hmm. putting a positive spin on it, and we we're saying, look, we're tying up walls. Yeah. You know, those ugly. Yeah, we're yeah. putting a on it. You know, and, but we still got the haters. We still, yeah, still yeah. a lot of people very anti us, and you know, trying to shut down our our um, projects and anything that we we're doing. Mm-hmm. 
But, you know, it yeah. was, when I think back, it was very backward then. Mm. Yeah. The mindset of council in particular. And like you say, yeah. a lot of, you've had a lot of red tape over the years with, you know, with, with all the stuff that you've been working on. Mate, mm. back then, you wouldn't yeah, even yeah. get past plan B. And then the reason we did was because the advertising agencies would put the contract through, put the um, yeah. consent, you know. Right, of course. If, yeah, yeah. Get the fuck out of here, you know? Oh, yeah. Are we, we no. you know, we had a deal still with a lot of that um, once we started organizing the hip hop summit and doing stuff, you know, we'd have, we'd have the council, you know, you, you'd have your, um, your kind of, your branch of idealistic kind of people in the council who were into public arts and community and kind of very open minded people that go into that field of work because they want to make a positive change. And then you've got your kind of hardcore, old school kind of like really kind of conservative always old white guys that are just there that have been there forever you know and they have just one job a mandate to do one thing you know and for us there's always dealing with the guys in the the anti-graffiti department who you know rob shields being the an ex-police yep. officer who brought brought the mentality of you know being a police officer and being a kind of a pretty kind of typically chauvinistic, racist, bigoted kind of human being, you know, and uh, yeah, just, just awful to deal with trying to shut things down. Whenever you try to make a positive move, he'd turn up, you know, and be like, oh no, you can't do that. It might encourage people to do, you know, illegal things. And it's like, well, you know what, you know, we, we always found a way around it. And I think he, he, he hated us for it, but we always found a way, you know. <laughs> Whenever we hit that sort of problem, we just do it anyway. We yeah. just do it anyway. Because mm -hmm. my mindset was, well, they've got so much shit going on, they won't even notice mm -hmm. that we've done it. Yeah. yeah. As, they and, say, as they say, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. So. <laughs> well said. Yeah, yeah. That, that, <laughs> that's very good. And that's exactly what man was like, you know, we're going to do, do it anyway. Yeah. So and you know, then, then we started doing it in broad daylight. Because it was like, yeah. you know, I'm sick of going around at night. And at the end of the day, when we, what we knew, we backed our work. We knew that mm. people are going to like it. They're going to say, that's, let's enhance the wall. Happy days. Mm -hmm. But yeah. back then, it was just, yeah, we, anything goes, anything that had your council consent, we didn't go near it. Mm -hmm. We just mm -hmm. uh, we do it without them, without asking. We just yeah. do it. Or it'll only be done through whoever um, uh, contracts us. And yeah. that was that. I never had much dealings with them, but yeah, that was that for us at that time. It was a no-go zone. It was like mm. uh, bother. And to this day, it's still the same, mate. And like you said, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's gone next level. There's a lot of gravy trainers in council now that mm. it's their job to yeah. make sure that you know, anything that remotely, if you say graffiti art, you know, like mm -hmm. you say, oh, that's gonna, it's like you know, marijuana is gonna lead to heavier drugs. Same same mm -hmm. mindset. Oh, graffiti art is gonna more crime. Yeah. Hell, motherfucker. Yeah. Hell. I, I mean, I feel like I feel I feel like we can really kind of say, you know, with like Rudy Giuliani being the, the absolute clown that he obviously is, and yeah. being the guy that really kind of pushed that kind of broken windows theory in in New York, you know, during his mayoralty. You know, I I feel like we can comfortably step away from that now and be like, you know, maybe ideas that Rudy Giuliani pushes are not a good idea. You know. Funny, yeah. <laughs> mate. Yeah, guys, lost his marbles. He's lost his marbles. Oh know. yeah, no doubt, no doubt. You know, 
But right, yeah, that, that was that. Yeah. Well, man, I, I just want to say I think it's a good time to wrap up. And um, bro, I'm honored. I'm honored to have this conversation with you again. That it's well, been obviously, but, man. It, it could have been almost a decade since well, we had our last year, our last chat. I feel like almost, but um. Yeah, it was when I was working in advertising, and um, yeah. Yeah, I've moved on from there, and um, I work in sport and um, doing something else I love. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, just applying the same concepts as I did when I was putting uh, pieces up on walls. Oh, Taking awesome. a, Working within a budget, yep. working to a critical path, make it happen, you know? Yeah. Because sport, sport was always your other main love, right? Like Yeah. Made love right through those early smooth crew days. You know, I was I was passionate about my my rugby league. You know, aspiring to be a the next great NRL player. You know, free yeah. mate. But um, yeah, <laughs> it was never me. But hey, I, I loved it. And, you know, mixing and mingling amongst those guys, and then you know, on the side, I'd go out and do a go and do a piece at night. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, oh, man. It's, it's, all about, it's all about balance. <laughs> It's all about yeah, balance. yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you do? <laughs> do spare time. I get up at three in the morning. I go off my crew and we go paint walls. <laughs> <laughs> and then off off to the league field at six a.m. <laughs> yeah. I, even, I even had my head coach come up to me and goes, "Can I talk to you for a minute?" And I thought, "Oh shit, I'm in trouble here." Mm-hmm. Coach pulls me in, then he grabs the he grabs the Herald and he goes, "What the hell's this?" <laughs> it's <laughs> a big article, and I go, "Oh yeah, that's something I do part time on the side." He had a bit of a laugh about it. He goes, like, you know, you, are you, are you playing, playing street kid by night, mate? <laughs> yeah, no. So I said, yeah. Hey, that, I'll go with that as well. Yeah, I'll do that. That's too yeah. awesome, bro. Yeah. Man, when I, when I come back, I'm serious. We're going to have to get together and, and have a big big catch up with the crew. Too love much. You to meet, love for you up. to meet everybody. Yeah. yeah and uh, it would be great if, if you get opportunity to come down to Lower Hut if you can break away from work and everything to see the show, it's actually on for six months. So it's, um, but it's going to be really worth coming to have a look. We've, we've been working on this for two and a half years. And uh, wow. yeah, we've got, got, yeah, going to be sharing a lot of our history. So it picks up from the mid nineties, you know, but it's going to, it's, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be thorough. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I expect nothing less from you, man. So huh. that's awesome. Well, I got to give a lot of credit to Pest Five. Uh, he he uh, he really took the the lead on this one because obviously with COVID and everything, and me yeah. being stuck at home and then stuck back yeah. over here. Uh, yeah. it's been it's been a crazy crazy year, you know. So you've had a um, crazy he... ride much of late. You've had a crazy ride. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm man. Looking looking forward to coming home and just decompressing for a minute, bro. Uh. <laughs> When yeah. you get out of um, um, managed isolation, you won't know you you won't believe the freedom you have here. <laughs> oh, I, know. I know. I was well. Hey, listen, Americans are acting like this COVID thing isn't even happening. It's like you what? know, half a million half a million people dead, and you still can't get people to wear a mask. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> right. it's wild, bro. It'll, it'll be going on for a while over here, I think. So, yeah, I appreciate. I appreciate the. Uh, the conversation, man, and the catch-up. Well, Loved it. Yeah, man. Likewise, man. I learned a lot, man, and I, I hope that everyone listening, you know, got got to got to hear some gems. I think you dropped oh. some real gems on everyone tonight. Oh, man. And you know, just add something to the history of of our great culture and mm. graffiti culture in New Zealand, man. Yeah. I'm all I'm all in on that one, and you know, I appreciate you making the time and uh, giving the opportunity to 
yeah, just unlock because it's all in my head, and I've got to get it off my out of my head, you know, and yeah, and let, let others know that this is what happened back then. So yeah, no, awesome, bro. Love, um, love, amazing. Loved bro. Every... Uh, appreciate it, bro. All right, man. Thank you, my man. Um, I'll catch up with you uh, in a couple of months, bro. All right, mate. See you soon. Yes. Take care, Take care my man. Bro. See you. See you later.